Cast. It's not about the corner office. It's not about the fancy title. It's not even about the extra money. Responsible leadership is about taking care of those who choose to follow you, and that care takes on many forms. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you the best guests with the best advice to help you succeed in that endeavor. The Responsible Leadership Podcast is a production of The Leadership Phalanx. To find out more about me and what I do, visit leadershipphalanx.com. That's leadership, P-H-A-L-A-N-X.com. And now, on to today's show. All right, listeners, hello and welcome to this episode of the Responsible Leadership Podcast. Uh, In this episode, I'm going to share a story with you from history that highlights one of the tenets of responsible leadership, one of those shields of the phalanx, which is be a power broker, information is power. And I'm going to do it by sharing with you the story of the battle for Haditha Dam. Now, what you need to know right now is this was early stages of the Iraq uh, war. We were just beginning our invasion. Uh, It was April 1st through 10th of 2003. And Haditha Dam was a fairly large dam uh, that crossed the Euphrates River. And it was a very important transportation route. uh, And whoever controlled that had a much easier time getting back and forth across the Euphrates River. Not only that, the dam provided a lot of electricity uh, throughout the country of Iraq. It was a big hydroelectric uh, power source. And on top of that, there was a village downstream uh, that if anything happened to the dam, uh, that village and maybe a couple more downstream would have probably been catastrophically flooded out. The Iraqis knew this was a big strategy point and heavily defended the dam knowing that there was a good chance that the U.S. would try to seize control of it so they could uh, have the strategic advantage. Well, on April 1st, a group of rangers set in and began their assault and were able to uh, eventually take control of the dam. Now, throughout the next week or so, there was a lot of uh, counter strikes trying to take the dam back. Um, But one that really kind of stuck out with the group was an offensive launched from one of the villages downstream. And they couldn't really understand why, other than maybe pure patriotism, but why they would be fighting back so hard. Because their intelligence told them that if anything were to happen to the dam, say the Americans were to take control, that they were supposed to blow the dam. And they couldn't really register in their minds at the time why these village people would be fighting to have their village destroyed. So I'm not going to get into all the details of the battle and the fighting, but basically what happened was um, after the battle was over and they were able to move into the village and talk to some of the villagers, what they'd found out was the Iraqis, uh, the Iraqi government had told these Iraqi villagers that the U.S. was there to blow up the dam. And if they didn't fight, that we were going to blow up the dam and flood out their village. So our intelligence was telling us that the uh, Iraqis had orders to blow up the bridge. 
if it was lost, and we're trying to keep that from happening. But they're telling the villagers that they need to help them take the dam back because the Americans were going to blow it up and flood out the village. See, this is why information and sharing of information is so valuable and so important. And it's one of those reasons why you'll see, you know, depicted in movies and depicted, you know, kind of on on the news at the time that we will go in and per, drop pamphlets over an area that we're getting ready to move into. Uh, so the, the citizens on the ground know what our intentions are. We, we drop those pamphlets telling them essentially when they need to be out, when we're going to start our attack on the city and giving them the parameters, you know, basically any, uh, war fighting, uh, male left in the city after this date and this time will be considered an enemy combatant. Uh, now, you know, the, that wording is very generalized and that's kind of the way Hollywood portrays it. The pamphlets usually give a lot of information, uh, of how to seek assistance and all that other kind of stuff, right? But the point is, even in military, even in a battlefield, when you would think it would be the least important time to share that type of information, we still know that it's important to share as much information as you can, when you can, as often as you can. Because if you do, if we had done that in this instance, which I don't know for sure if we did or not, that's never discussed, it's never brought up, I'm going to assume because it was never discussed, we never did. I could be wrong. If somebody is listening that is familiar with it, can say yes or no, please chime in. But the point is, if we had done that, the villagers would have known our position and would have known that we weren't there to blow up the dam and would have been less likely to fall for uh, the counterintelligence from the Iraqi army. Now, you may say, Earl, look, this is battlefield. What's they got to do with me? You've heard plenty of my guests on here before talk about how actively disengaged folks are. So, you know, depending on which survey you uh, believe, somewhere between 70 to 80 percent of the workforce is disengaged. Somewhere around 30 percent of those folks are actively disengaged. So typically that means they're looking for another job. They're just showing up. They're kind of checking a box, fogging a mirror, not doing much else. Right. They're actively disengaged at work. They're not necessarily working for you, but they're not necessarily working against you. They're more working for themselves. What studies don't show and probably will never be able to actually capture because nobody's going to be 100% honest about this is how many of those actively disengaged people are actively nefariously disengaged. What does that mean? That means that they're spreading rumors. That means they're spreading lies. That means that they're uh, encouraging some type of, of discontent in the organization. Maybe they're looking to go to a new organization and they're actively recruiting people that they work with to go with them. And a lot of this can be avoided, especially the disengaged piece, but the actively disengaged and even the nefariously actively disengaged uh, piece by sharing information. Let your people know what's going on in the organization. Let them know what the future looks like. Even if the future isn't all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, even if the future looks downright negative, you got to share that information. And that can seem a little scary. It can seem like, hey, if I let this information go, there's going to be a panic. 
And to be completely honest, if this is not something that you do naturally, that can happen. Okay. But this is why it's important as part of your culture that sharing information is a part of your culture. Because if you never share information and then all of a sudden you do roll out bad information, then yes, you're going to create a panic. This is so bad. They're actually telling us about it. Oh my God. And they never tell us anything. So they're telling us that it's this bad. It's got to be 10 times worse. That's what happens in environments and cultures where information is hoarded at the top and not shared throughout. Now, again, uh, I got to leave this caveat because somebody always wants to push back. Yes, there may be some information that you are legally, morally, or ethically obligated to not share. Outside of that, you need to share. You need to talk. You need to keep your team informed. The way that I put this normally is using scientific terms. Most of us know, and most of us remember from science class, nature abhors a vacuum, okay? That's going to try to fill it up with something, right? If you were to be able to just grab a, a good chunk of water and pull it out of a lake, it's going to get filled in with more water. It's going to get filled in with something. Any time you leave open space, it's going to try to be filled with something. The same thing happens in our organizations. When you don't share information, you're leaving an information vacuum. You're leaving an information gap. That information is going to get filled in with other forms of information. That's gossip. That's the rumor mill. As I always say, there's two things we know about the uh, gossip and the rumor mill. They're never true, and it's always bad. And if you don't believe me, ask yourself, when is the last time you heard a rumor that went like, hey, I heard that uh, we're getting... Uh, a 10% raise across the board. They're going to let us telework 100% of the time. They're going to provide child support uh, and all of these things, right? No, it's always, they're going to be closing shops. We're going to take a pay cut. The business is going under. You need to start finding a new job right now because they don't care about you or your family. That's how rumors work. If you're sharing information, if you're constantly, whether it's good or bad information, keep people informed. They want to know when things are going good. They want to know when things are going bad and it builds trust. When you're having all of these conversations and everybody feels like there's a good flow, a good transparency in an organization, you can come to them and say, Hey, you know, our numbers weren't that great. We're going to have to do some type of rolling layoffs, but this is just to keep the doors open. As soon as we can get back to 100%, we are going to bring everybody back 100%. People are going to believe that. But if you never share information, good or bad, and then you have that conversation, people aren't going to trust it. They're going to know that this is weird. They're going to know that this doesn't feel right. They're going to know that something's wrong because you never share information with them. So look, this story that I started with was about a battle and was about war zones. But you can easily, hopefully, see how not sharing information is can have these same devastating effects. You can have people actively working against their best interest just because you haven't shared information with them. So there you go. I'm interested to hear if you have any questions about this story, any comments. 
Make sure that you're replying through social media. And also at the bottom here, you'll see a link that you can use to send me voicemail so I can answer questions and respond to comments directly in podcasts in the future. So take time, use that feature, and uh, let's legitimately have a discussion on this podcast over some of these things. So in closing, I really appreciate you all, and I look forward to speaking with you all again in the next episode. Well, all right, folks, there you have it. Another great show about responsible leadership. I really appreciate you listening. And if you have any feedback for me, please reach out at earl at leadershipphalanx.com. That's E-A-R-L at leadership, P-H-A-L-A-N-X dot com. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing the show so these messages can spread further and make a bigger impact. With that, I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electricast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Electricast. Electricast.